Good afternoon, everybody. I guess depends on where you're watching from. It's still morning for still you, morning isn't it? For yeah. Me, technically. It is now three minutes after noon for me. So, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Lore You Knows Garlands. Uh, right now, we're doing episode 21, Charduna Hay. Now, Sarah, you have to explain why was it. Because in third edition it was Dunane, and now it is Charduna Hay. What the Duna heck? <laughs> Duna, it was Duna, Duna. Yeah. So I'm going to zoom in here on the, on the map. Oh no, you're right. you're right. There's an N there too. Oh gosh. Dunane. So way over on the west side of the continent, we've got this peninsula. Yeah. Peninsula here. That I've, that I've alluded to many, many times. It's I, true. I, I, I call it the... I've, I've referred to it as the North Korea of Gelsbad. Um, and, and, and not because um, of the, you know... Uh, be, I, I refer to it that way because, A, it's, it's kind of a lawful evil government, and presumably North Korea is, if you were going to equate a real-world government to D&D &D alignments, I would describe North Korea as lawful evil. Um, and also because it's completely isolationist and no one knows what's happening behind the wall of, right. you know, the demilitarized zone between North and South Korea, and it's a mystery, and we don't even know if Kim Jong-il is, you know, Kim Jong-un, Kim, Kim Jong whatever, is alive right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's a mystery. Last report he was maybe alive, I don't even know anymore. Um, so, but it's a mystery, and and that's why I call uh, Dunhane Dun or Chardunane or whatever you want to call it these days, uh, kind of the North Korea guess about because it's it's behind this mystery wall, and we don't really know what's going on unless, of course, you read the lore books, and then they tell you what's going on. But it doesn't have active trade with the rest of Gelsbad. It, it's and it's not and it's not Titan spawn. We're doing it. Um, it does have alliances, but it's still kind of a bad place of mystery. Um, so originally, this was basically another country that worshipped Tardin, um, but it was called just D-U-N-A-H-N-E-A. -E so we, Duna, Duna Hane, just kind of how we said, and it was a clumsy word, and it was always this kind of threatening thing on the west coast of Gelsbad. <laughs> Mostly because of this, of one huge massive creepy feature which is the, the border of this peninsula, running the entire 80 miles uh, that cuts the peninsula from the rest of Galesbed, is a giant wall, all of the wall of, you know, that big frosty wall in Game of Thrones, not quite so big as that, right. but, um, but certainly as intimidating. And because, while the icy wall in Game of Thrones is intimidating because it's really big and made of ice, this one's intimidating because, while it's not so big, it is made of bones, which is a bit more intimidating, I think. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> How did they get that many bones? Um, it, that's a lot, because 70, 80 miles of wall, and it's you figure it's not, you know, one bone thick. It's very thick, it's very big, it yeah. does have a gate, but it's it's hundreds of feet tall, well, not hundreds of feet, but dozens of feet tall. It's very tall. I think a good hundred feet tall. Now, was it tall. built... And, 
do you, does it say when the wall was built? Because if it was post Divine War, I can totally see there's a lot of building there's material. A, <laughs> a lot of bodies. Yeah. yeah. It's, we're just going to go to the pasturing fields and grab some corpses and right. throw them up on the wall. But, but they clearly clean them first because it's just bones. It's not like it's a zombie wall. It's a bone wall. Um, and they apparently, according to the lore, started gathering these bones in AV1, AV65. So they haven't quite been building this thing for 100 years. Um, and they're still building it, too, which is super creepy. Um, so presumably every year it gets a little taller. Yeah. And they, I think they got the width pretty early, but they're just building up and building wider and taller and creepier. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> um, so originally it was human worshippers of Chardun. And when you read the original lore, it's... And they give it a, a population of a million people, which is alarming. Yeah. And it's described as 54% human, um, and then a scattering of dwarves and elves and half-orcs. doesn't specify the type of dwarf, but presumably it's Chardini dwarf, um, as it, it is described in more detail. And the thing is Chardini dwarf doesn't specify in the population descriptor in the original lore. Uh, this was retconned heavily. <laughs> Heavily, heavily. Oops, my map is wiggling. Uh, this is right kind of heavily in um, the new book. They changed the name and the spelling. So instead of Duhane, it's Chardunne. Um, uh, now it's C-H-A-R-D-U-N, Chardun, our god of lawful evilness. And they dropped this, the other N, and instead of H-N-E-A, it's now H-E-A. So Chardunne. I guess it's a little bit easier to pronounce without that little awkward N at the end. And they just explicitly ch stuck Chardoon at the beginning. Um, it's like, I get, you know, maybe they're competing with Hadrod. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we can God. name our whole country after our after God, God, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know, but they, they explicitly stuck that name in. But the other thing they did, which is the bigger retcon, I think, is they changed it from being 54% uh, human run by a lawful evil human to um, most more like 54% Charduni explicitly and run by a Charduni dwarf yeah. who coincidentally has the same exact name and alignment and uh, uh, descriptor um, uh, as the original ruler so presumably he's just like you're not human anymore now you're short Maybe he was a very short, or he's a very tall dwarf, and so there was confusion in the beginning. They were like, oh, he's totally human. Oh, no, oh, no. he's a dwarf. Oh, no, he's a dwarf. <laughs> he's, he's always a dwarf. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it maps, and it makes, I think it makes the Chardonnay more a little more interesting. Um, it gives it more of a explanation to my thought because they ruled Gelspad yeah. for a really not really long time like compared to like every other conquering nation that ruled Gelspad see Empire of Empire of Lead 6,000 years see Southie Empire 5 uh, 10,000 years Charduni like 50 years <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know the exact number not nearly as long um maybe 100 years um but uh, not as long uh you know they stomp 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 conquer 7% of Gelspad, Divine War happens, and then retreat, retreat, retreat. Right. This is pretty much what they have left. And that is implied in the old book that this is where they went. 
and yet it is an explicit so i think it was kind of a retcon from the original Galspad campaign setting book which was admittedly as we said many times one of the early-ish books that came out for scarred lands not the earliest but one of the earlier ones and they just went you know what it, it kind of makes sense to map this as where the charting dwarves are um now and i like that I, this is one of those retcons that i yeah yeah era approve you know, <laughs> this makes sense to me there's definitely yeah. uh we've talked out about it before where in the old stuff there are those um contradictions between books and sometimes within the same books um <laughs> and this is one of those times where the, the retcon actually like fixes that i think it, yeah like, i think why? this retcon fixes that. yeah um yeah, because like, where did all those charted dwarves go? They, they're not just some minority in Galastia. Um, they are a minority in Galastia, but but uh, that's not the only place they went. Right. And you're not gonna run, and you're not gonna run into very many Chardoni wandering around Vesh. Right. Or Derek or Derekine. It's just not. They're not. I wouldn't say they're not welcome. Yeah. Um, not to say that every Chardoni dwarf is a worshiper of Chardoon. Right. Any more than every Manticora is a worshiper of Angle. Right. Um, but, because, yeah, and just to be clear, Charting Dwarfs were made by Charting. Like, they are one of the clearly divine races that. Right. You know, like humans and halflings. Yeah. Like, oh, divine. No, and the Manticora is a great example because, just like the Manticora, <laughs> yeah. they've been like, mm, we're not going to follow Vangel anymore because he's kind of a douche <laughs> yeah but i would say that a good 80 percent of the charduni population still follow charduni yeah, unlike yeah. the Manticora, well, I mean, where it's like they're building a wall of bone yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, like, the vast majority of the charduni follow charduni right. and yeah i'd say minority of manticora still follow vangel definitely yeah. minority of charduni don't follow charduni right um and and in fact most of the charduni you'll find actually in termana which is where they came from. Um, so that's where they have a, they have a whole empire in Termana. They still hold that land, presumably. Uh, then again, we haven't seen fifth edition Termana retcons yet. <laughs> so who knows what that's going to do? Throw away Forsaken and Forsworn. Um, <laughs> at least the dates. At least the dates. Um, but uh, someday, maybe, if I let you. <laughs> but. For us, for Gelspad, I'd say the majority of the Turdian population in this country of... So, the new book doesn't say a heck of a lot. They list, yes, mostly Charduni. It's ruled by this guy. Charduni is worshipped there. There's a wall of bones. Also, really got a really high population of goblins. Um, as, this, as I implied last week, a lot of goblins in that southwest corner of Gelspad. That's where you'd find goblin country along the Devil's March and Tangsfall Peninsula, but the rest are in the, the mountains of Chardon. Okay, they describe it as lots of mines, and yet you look at the map and there's no, there's none of those little mountain <laughs> Oh, what? Icons! Right, right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, okay, there's giant mountain icons, and they get flat. So I don't know, but there's, there's a lot of mines, nevertheless. Um, so I guess they're strip mines. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I have to wonder, because, so, like, the, the art from the original book has this uh, scene, and essentially it's, like, describing what each of these characters is, because they were they had different yeah. roles and such, and they have, like, the goblin miner, and they have, like, a human slave person that's coming out of the mine, and then they have, like, the, the Charduni taskmaster, master, and in the back you have, like, these uh, writers. I think they're both human 
Um, but because of, because of back then, the mine it itself, weird. first of all, there's skulls laying around it. So is it near the bone wall? Who knows? <laughs> but it's it doesn't look like it's in a mountain. It's more like here yeah. is this slight bulge in the ground and they just dug into yeah. it and so yeah it could very well be that these there might be some like rolling hills but there aren't mountains I'm like kidding. you think of dwarves mining mountains and stuff not that kind yeah. of thing yeah you don't get that sense that there's that there's it's it's pretty flat lands and it's nasty i mean this whole landscape i mean i mean you get you get nasty bad lands throughout Gelsbad, you know you Compared to the Blood Steps, which is just pretty much every badland you can think of, Blood Steps has geysers and canyons, and it, it is in no way step-like. About <laughs> that vigilant. Um, this is similar. It's like just there's nothing really pleasant in in Chardonnay. You don't run into like oh look rolling fields of farmland. No. Yeah. It's just it's like. Icky canyons and swamps, and it's hot and humid, and there's these like sulfuric acid things, and just it is unpleasant. And this is where all the goblins went, because likes to be a goblin in any fantasy right. universe. And this is where they, you know, this is this is like the Mordor of not, not minus you know Sauron and, and Mount Doom, but this is sort of the Mordor of of Gelsbad in that regard of just like desolate not much not a great vacation spot no no unless you like unless you're an earth elemental maybe i don't know (laughs) yeah i can see that they're all laying back in their acid pools Hmm. yeah getting my scrub on i don't know who'd want to go there it's it's unpleasant so um and it's and it's completely tyrannically ruled by the priesthood of chardoon um they do have a caste system there so it's, it's pretty, like, you know, not a lot of things. It's priests, what they call the charth, which is sort of the kind of nobility. Um, not to say they really have a king per se. Um, and I don't know how this retcon, and this is original lore, I don't know how this will retcon because the chard, I would think it would map more to the way the Chardon Empire works in Termana, where the, the one in white who's like their uber priest um and whether they have something that they would have some equivalent now if you were to expand this lore i i that's what i would do if i would i would map it a little bit closer to that given that it's now supposed to be led by the charging but in either case the original mapping it's still i think it still applies in terms of it's like the priesthood um kind of a middle tier of managers they have the military and then everyone else is pretty much a slave so there's not a lot of, you know, where's the room for merchants? Right. They don't really have trade. <laughs> um, and and the slave population is obscenely huge. Um, Tardun is, as a god, is known as the slaver. So this maps to that. But you, slavery is touched upon a little bit in Calastia, but it's like, yes, they exist. But it's not, um, it's certainly not a majority of the population, and it's, like, kind of for specific things, and, and they're kind of universal about it, and, like, you know, you were a criminal, therefore you're going to work. And, um, they don't, you know, it's not like your children are automatically slaves or anything like that in, in Calastia. Um, 
it's so it doesn't have quite that I mean it's don't get me wrong it's horrible but it doesn't quite have that that overwhelmingness right um whereas this place is like that if you're a goblin this is what you are if you're you know whatever whatever you're going to be in this area this is this is your life and this is the life of your kids and forever and 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 there's no slave rebellions or anything goes on here very well it's pretty awful there's also no support network they're so isolated from the rest of galspad that with the possible exception of some pirates in the area that maybe you know chaotic neutral or kind of good pirates who are like we'll help you <laughs> by boat that's really the only direction you can right. leave because you're not getting past that wall of bones and so sea is the only way you can go to leave this peninsula so it's and you know and there are places you could conceivably go fangs fall or or Derkeen, but it's 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 rough man it's and when you look at the map it's not like it's yeah. not like swimming to safety is really a no. <laughs> a close thing either. Even if you like jump off at the the, the wall, <laughs> it's still, still not. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just have the you and know the desert say, because you you've got the Akrudin <laughs> Desert right. basically everything to the east of this wall is the Akrudin Desert, which unless you're a a of Sutak or Ironbread, you're not going to survive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unless you're unless you're already made for heat, um, you you're not going to survive. So there's nowhere really to go. Um, so it's just the land of awful. And unless you're one of the priests or one of these um, charth class on the military, and that that's kind of the only way out is through the military. So, um, it's it's. Pretty, pretty awful. But their their slogan, Chardun rewards only those who prove themselves through trial and hardship. So that's kind of the only way out. Yeah. Joining, I mean, joining their army. Um, and not to say they're fighting a lot of stuff either. Uh, not currently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They yeah no they haven't. I mean the, the they started building the wall. I said eighty years ago, but they they've completely isolated themselves from the rest of Galspen. So. Every once in a while, they send like um, assistance to Calastia, because they are allied with Calastia. Clearly, They're, that alliance is there. But, and I'm sure there's some kind of uh, embassy thing with Calastia, but that's that's it. That's the, really their only ally. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, allies are. It actually, says allies none. In the old book, El new books is Calastius. So gotcha. Not a lot. Right, right. <laughs> enemies, it says none too, because of the isolationists. And I think they would have enemies, except no one wants to go near there. <laughs> it's sort of like there's a desert in the way, and yeah, yeah. I, presumably, there's a country over there somewhere. I don't know. It's creepy. I mean, why would you that conquer a crap bowl? So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, I think and, everyone's and, just yeah. satisfied with leaving them to their stuff, and as long as they stay over there, who cares? Yeah, so it's pretty awful. Yeah. Um, in terms of in terms of what they have for resources, as I said, you've got like these kind of just luck. Um, they do have some things. 
which um, they've got uh, the glazers and mining, um, which is pretty extensive. Um, gold, iron, oil, which is fascinating to me that this is listed as a commodity, which means they've figured out how to use it. Yeah. Not a common thing in fantasy universes. Yeah. Use of oil, the most you'd ever imagine in fantasies are think maybe with burning it for light or heat. Right. And presumably they figured out how to use it. So North Korea and Texas combined. Um, I don't know. They've got oil springs or, or Saudi Arabia. I don't know. So they've got oil springs anyway. Um, and but but they've also got this wonderful place that I love called the Burning Swamp. Yeah. Down there on the south end of the map. That sounds pleasant. I, I, I imagine um, the uh, from the Princess Bride, Fire Swamp. Right. Yeah, minus probably the ROUSs, although I'm sure there's something else more horrible <laughs> than giant rats. Um, giant rats would just be like, you know, what would you feed us? You know? uh, whereas here it's just sort of just monsters, probably. Um, but it's it's normal swamp, right? But not a normal swamp because instead of like methane swamp gases it's like oily yeah and that's where they get the oil resources and it's like very flammable like there's this fog which i don't know if this makes sense in terms of actual physics but magic you know hand wave a wizard did it um (laughs) you can just well you wander in this swamp and like don't light a match because yeah it will explode (laughs) or what would be a match don't cast a cantrip um it's like flammable fog that explodes that's fun and um and they send the slaves in there to i guess extract the oil and but a lot of them just don't make it because fire swamp (laughs) so yuck um, and then they and then they reemerge as tarfines, which is one of my favorite undead from Scarred Lands. Um, I'll talk about my actual favorite undead next week, but uh, one of my favorite undead, which is you know be bad to charge you, and he raises you as a charfine, which is basically a charged undead thing. Um, and they just kind of and and half of the servants are out here like undead, because there you go, lots of necromancy in this whole general region. And the, the art that's on the screen, I'm pretty sure it's the guy in the front. Because I know it, it says in the description for the art, but it doesn't necessarily specify which, but I'm pretty sure it's the ugly guy in the front. <laughs> I don't know which art, art you're showing. So. Uh, it's so the from, one from page 70? Well, let me double check. You keep talking while I look. <laughs> yeah. If you're talking about the one from... Yeah, the... the Anyway, lots of necromancers. Seventy-two, yeah. Seventy-two, yeah. Oh, seventy-two. Uh, I've got the. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, that that one right behind the goblin. No, no, no. The charfine is the one behind the goblin. It's not. The oh, one. sorry. The I thought one, you said one in the front. Slain. The yeah, the the charging slain. The one in the front is, I think, a, uh, some kind of orc or goblin. The one right behind oh, he's it. the half orc soldier. That, that yeah. looks like the blood coming from the eye. That's the that, Chardon Slain. That's gotcha. Chardon Slain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So not the one dead in the front. So the one that's um, wearing the uh, the Viking horn helmet with the big gash in it. That's a that's a field commander. <laughs> and then a slave. And then who's a slave in the army. So slave array. And then the Chardon Slain. And then the very front is a half-orc 
soldier. Uh, and again, they mentioned half orcs as a high population here. I think, again, when half orcs, when, before we had orcs as playable, um, most of the time, and you see half orcs mentioned, replaced with orc. Yeah. Um, except for in the scar, probably. Um, which I talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, it, but yeah, it. Yeah, so I'd say there's a lot of orcs there. Obviously, a lot of targeting dwarves, a lot of humans, and lots and lots of goblins. <laughs> and hobgoblins and bugbears that aren't mentioned, but when you say goblins, you can just throw that in there. If you need a taller goblin, make it a bugbear. Um, or a goblin with a higher CR. <laughs> Anyway, um, talking about locations. So, we had the Burning Swamp. Another messed up, interesting spot. The Valley of Serpents. Which is not what you think. You know, when you hear Serpent, I automatically go to Mormouth. Um, no, not in this case. Um, in fact, there aren't really any snakes there at all. <laughs> it's just kind of a, it's a bit of a misnomer. Um, there's this stuff that grows there. One of the only areas that has verdant growth called Serpent Vines, which are, I believe, in the Creature Collection, or the old Creature Collection. I'm not sure if they showed up in the new one. Um, which are a kind of a carnivorous plant. But if you're careful, and you know what you're doing, you can get things from them that are sort of edible. <laughs> sort of. On a stretch. Or if you're a hardy goblin with a really good constitution, they make these uh, um food that you can get. I think it's melons or something from the serpent vines. And that's like one of their major food sources in this country is carnivorous plant fruit. <laughs> like, I mean, of any country, yeah. it makes sense that this would be the one. But still. Where you mostly live on carnivorous plant fruit. <laughs> like, 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 I just picture like these sort of weird honeydew watermelon things <laughs> like i got one serpent root <laughs> is in the, you know. oh sorry uh, super root is in the uh the fifth edition creature collection it isn't yeah super root isn't it can you describe the uh it is a cr3 first of all so like you don't just have commoners out there harvesting the stuff or you do <laughs> and you'd like it can only attack so many of them at a time so uh so it's a dense, pa dense patch of foliage that grows thick with deep flat, deep green, flat-bladed leaves and clusters of knobby brown roots that spread through the immediate area. The creature approaches the roots, shuddered, and begin to writhe, seeking out new prey. Yay! What do these things do? Just, just nasty. But this is the majority of food in the country. <laughs> it's from these horrible vines and they're called i believe they're called serpent vines because they kind of sound like a hissing like snake hissing noise is one is the sound they make like i yeah. guess it's the, the vines rubbing together or something like that. but they're but they're um they're they're a bit animated they can move you know a la you know a carnivorous plant <laughs> Can't walk, but they can you know, reach out and grab you the way you see in yeah. so many. Yeah, so they way. grab you and then they constrict you, like they hold you, and then they suck your life out, dealing necrotic damage. So it's not even like they just squish you; they're yeah. like draining your life. That's yeah, that's highly so unpleasant. You, you throw a slave <laughs> at them, they grab the poor pathetic goblin. Well, right. it's nomin on the goblin, then you run in and grab the melons. <laughs> I guess I don't. 
So, so if you want to subject your PCs to just a horrible place, or a horrible place as an early low-level party to escape from, <laughs> um, you can go to Chardonnay. Yeah. Or if you ever want, like, uh, someone to sneak oh. in and try and kill your, your PCs in a weird way, be like, a Chardoonie gardener is outside your window planting some wonderful plants, and then that night... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I did. I did send my flares there once. I can't remember why. <laughs> they did. I did. I did use this setting once in my 20-year whatever campaign. Um, but it, it wasn't just. It didn't feel like a really substantial pop. It, it just like, unless you're going in there to get some kind of MacGuffin, um, it doesn't feel like a place you want to adventure. It's like, it, 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 could there be lost weird things and but it, yes, but it, yeah. I mean, it would be. I think it would be an interesting start, like we're escaping or something yeah. like that. But, but, it doesn't feel or or we're going in there or we've been captured by them and need to escape or something like that. Um, for that, uh, so there there's that business, but but I don't think it's a. It's not as interesting as like, oh, Colossia, there's these old, these ruins, and there's things, and this doesn't have that kind of vibe. I mean, there's just this intimidating giant wall of bones. Um, although there's some implication that because of the heavy necromancy they have, that that presume that maybe they could, this wall of bones could be this giant undead construct yeah. monster. Yeah. That rampages across the Urkuten for reasons. <laughs> <laughs> they just gotta pull the rip cord and there it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there is one instance in the lore, in the meta lore, um, where it talks about that sort of thing happening. Um, and it comes from Grizzly Pass, which is one of my favorite like meta lore books, because I love the Slaracians. And while the Slaracians don't really have anything to do directly with this country, um, there and this is a big Spoiler country, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We're playing campaign of the return of the Slaracians. This is a big spoiler alert. Um, so don't listen if you're in that campaign. Um, but in this, in the metal lore, which is like sort of a, hey GM, here's an idea, not metal lore as in this is this is canon. Right. Or this actually happened in, in the history, but just if you wanted to run the return of the Slaracians, here's a potential plot thread. I'm desperately looking for the page. Um, <laughs> there's a potential plot line you could do. Um, they talk about, uh, the Slaracians basically taking over, uh, waking up, and the Uthriac waking up, and taking over Central Gelspad, um, over the course of, like, two years. You know, they, they run this, they're like, assuming starting in AB 150, which is pretty much where things start in Scarlands, you know, this is, you know, dot, 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 these event, these adventures happen. And in this Metalore, in AD 152, so two years into the Slaracians are back, the Wall of Bones open, and out pours um, Tardun himself, leading his army that he's been building behind this Wall of Bones yeah. for a hundred years, march upon the Slaracian power within the Urkudin, so that's a thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I was like, that's you, creepy. Yeah, even if you didn't do the distillation part of it, I could totally see that's what the Charduni are doing. They are, like, rebuilding their empire yeah. starting there, and they're just, like, building up their forces. And one day that gate will open, and everyone on the other side is going to be like, oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the day the day that the day that he's finally like like you know because because a lot of his efforts are doing that is yeah god um has been put on verduck um he's he's after the divine war he kind of literally the word used was forsaken um he sort of forsake the chardoon he's just sort of like yes yeah you didn't do that well i'm going the, the humans over here because they seem to be had their shit together and the churning are like but but you made us <laughs> he's, my he's mistake like a, yeah he sort of <laughs> basically pulled a mormo yeah um you know where she's like i'm abandoning the asathian i'm gonna go hang out with these Gorgonti for a while. Right. and 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 he so he made the churning and he builds this whole empire in in termana and then he helps them invade galspad and they run all over place and then the war happens and then he sends these loyal dwarves to fight for him the divine war and they get their asses kicked i mean they win in the end but the the Chardini armies are annihilated you know there's like and i'm using that in the terms of decimated like 90 percent of them lost so the survivors limp their way into this little crappy country and then instead of chardoon like helping them out and you know giving them stuff and props and everything for doing such a great job in the war. He's just like, now I'm going to hang out with this human emperor and help him conquer. And spends the next 150 years helping Verduck's family spread the word of, of the word of him right. throughout southeastern Gelsbad and the Chardoni Empire. Or, the Chardoni, the Calastian Empire, sorry. Calastian Empire. So, he kind of abandons them. So, that that would be an interesting switch if, mm -hmm. if in the meantime the Chardoni are like sorry master we did you poorly we're rebuilding our armies and we'll be badass again you know and maybe and but I do like that idea though that Chardoon himself would lead these yeah Although, and doesn't the right. divine treaty essentially state that they can't step foot on the planet so the like you would have to like kind of well they can send their avatar that is fair. So it could be an avatar, yeah. but not like his actual being yeah, but, is there. But, but no God, one wants to fuck with that, too. So Yeah, divine yeah. avatars are nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. We're still talking CR 30, well, old 3-5 days. We're still talking between CR 30 and CR 40. They're not, you know, they're more badass than just about any hero yeah. you're going to find out there. Um, if you wanted to <clears throat> match in terms of CR and Challenge ratings and three fiver. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. It's like you can't. You know. It's like what's your hit dice? I don't know. Five thousand. You know. Or or the opposite. We were doing some um, recent project conversions, and there was one that was like a CR five, and it had like twenty hit points. I'm like, no, that's not uh, how that works. <laughs> that's not how it works anymore. CR fives get at least three hundred. Right. No. It's, no. No. Realistically, a CR five is got at least have sixty seven hit. Something. Fifth edition. Yeah. Something like that. So so, but in any case, if you look at a what's described for an Uthriac in this book, 
and which shone for God in the Define and the Defeated book, they're about the equivalent, or God's Avatar, I should say, God's Avatar, unless you're looking at Drandari. It's like, it's, it makes no sense. Um, their CRs are about equivalent, yeah, running in the mid-30s. So, but, again, how good, how accurate those are, who knows? But equivalent in terms of hit dice and attack bonuses and damage, if you just look at the numbers. So Divine Avatar is badass, and I wouldn't want to fuck with one. Yeah. And certainly, yeah, you're not gonna, and I know how that's gonna run in 5th edition, having not played tier 3 yet, never mind epic. <laughs> um, it's know. interesting. I mean, you really, as yeah. a DM, if you want things to be challenging and high, higher, you have to, like, it has to be about tactics. It's not so much about yeah. my monster is, like, four CRs above your... It doesn't matter. They will raffle stomp it. They're <laughs> just, like, or whatever, meteor well, swarm or whatever. They might raffle stomp, but then again, they might get their ass kicked, depending on how the circumstances are. True. Because, yeah. Um, I've I've... I've hit TPKs in fifth edition, <laughs> and it is possible. It is hard. It is hard to do a TPK, but it is possible. <laughs> like, oops. Yeah. Uh, have a cleric in the party next time. Uh, actually, that's really all you need to do is not have a cleric in the party. <laughs> have a healer in the party. <laughs> TPK, no one will see Um, yeah. So make sure to have druid cleric or some other healing class in your D&D party lest you <laughs> so so anyway I, I love that idea I love that 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 vibe of turning leading an army of something out of this gate whether yeah. or not he's actually supporting the Chardonnay in Chardonnay right now I don't know yeah but that's a cool meta lore I think that's a neat little something, something. totally and as I said before, uh, pretty much the country is 100% worshipping of Chardoon, um, at least in those terms of the leadership. Um, there's the one of the coolest buildings to him is in the, the capital city of Dunn. Great name, very boring, very simple. Um, which is. Uh, on this little hill along the splintered river and it uh, is, is this the one that's yeah it's basically one building if I recall correctly the entire metropolis is contained within one enormous temple hmm. dedicated to Chardoon that's kind of funky yeah um, I mean, there are other cities that are basically a one thing but it's like that's a it's a mountain like like um uh brook torn is the city of the dwarves but it's in a mountain yeah so it still has multiple structures even though it's just dug out of a mountain this is apparently one just massive one enormous temple so it's either the temple is sprawling multiple buildings or the or the whole city is built within one massive building it's not clear and the yeah. description's very vague but it is described as there being a bunch of towers. So, um, and they're kind of named after various things you do all over. Tower of Ambition, the Tower of Might, Tower of Necromancy, the Tower of Pain. Yeah, all 
people on a vacation there. Uh, Tower of Domination. The Tower of Avarice? Avarice? Yeah. Okay. It's one of the things you want your your followers to be like. Avarice. <laughs> um, and um, so we're all surrounded by the walls of truth. And um, the Eternal Cathedral of Chardun. Um, which is apparently the, the main his main temple here in this country so that's fun <laughs> and and they're really big into architecture like like it, it's talked about pretty extensively as the architecture here it's like okay you really wouldn't want to go here as a tourist but you would love a photo album <laughs> i want a picture of the wall of bones i want postcards of this temple i don't actually want to go there but it would be neat to have a photo book um that's probably it yeah. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> as i said it but it sounds cool as a as a kind of fucked up temple um and then there's a few other cities mentioned that like oh this one's in the middle of the swamp and this one's is where you go through the tower of bones that controls the gateway through the tower um other places interesting why inferno gulf gulf is called inferno gulf like i don't know why is inferno gulf? <laughs> i've never found a reason i'm assuming yeah. that it is not a pleasant place yeah it's not it doesn't get an entry i don't think no so i don't know why other than the, i know the swamps of the fire swamp thing goes into that area so my only thought is maybe there's that oily stuff yeah. is going into that gulf and maybe setting the water on fire or something. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Like, you know, like either either from the swamp fizzle. or or even from, you know, vents that are in the, the gulf themselves. You know, like when yeah. in, in the real world when oil rigs go up that is not a pleasant thing so if there's anything similar like whether there were rigs or whether it's just like a natural formation that there is burning oil in that that would be a terrible place to visit yeah <laughs> i know it's not due to volcano there's no volcano no known volcanic and anything there there's sulfur springs but they're not they're not due to not actually not sulfur it's not sulfur it's oil it's, it's there's there's Oily crap. Yeah. But there's no um friend message there, in chat. Methane. Methane. Yeah. Gas in front. There's methane gas. But there's no there's no uh uh tectonic you know stuff going on. There's no right. volcanic anything or anything like that. So it's just methane gas and the oily stuff. So what did Francis? Uh Fran mentioned in chat that the oil from the swamp drains. She doesn't remember where yeah. she read it though. <laughs> oh, okay. The oil from the swamp drains in there. Somewhere so, in so there. It, well I just imagine that and they do say Sailors and pirates do not go in Infernal Gulf. It's just yeah. a bad idea. <laughs> well, let's go sail, sail your wooden ship through, you know, pooled oil, oil and, and burnable material. And oops, somebody threw the cigar or whatever over. Someone was smoking their pipe and boom. <laughs> or a fire priest. Right. Cleric or wizard. Um, yeah, so. Watch this. Nancy. <laughs> so like, that's probably why it's called Infernal it, it maps, but just saying, if you think it's lava, it's not lava. Right. Um, yeah. And if I've said, if I've implied it's lava in previous episodes, I was wrong. Um, <laughs> I don't think we, I don't think it was stated 
when we mentioned okay, it before. I don't think so. I think we were just yeah. talking about it's not a pleasant place to go. Not a pleasant place to go. So, and yeah, so that's pretty much there. The only other, I think, there, well, I can always think of something, but the one other thing would be the Splintered River, which does run through, part of it runs through Tartanay, called the Splintered River because they know that the two ends on the other side of the Yukurden do connect, but it's all like underground. Um, so it's kind of a funky, like, it goes underground and then it comes back up and surfaces right before the Wall of Bones and then crosses through the Wall of Bones. Theoretically, that could be a way through the wall is via the river. But I imagine that's very well guarded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'd be pretty um, easy to just have, like, a gate or have just built the wall over it so you can't sail through it. Trade-wise, that would suck if they are, like, I we do need, you know, like, macaroons from the neighbors or something. Like, yeah. too bad, but walk it in. <laughs> there is no mention of trade. If there's yeah. any trade, it's going to be on the North Shore via ship. Um, and I imagine there's some. Like, we want oil in Derekine. Yeah. I feel like they um, would have the upper, the upper hand in trade. If they wanted it, not saying that they would because it's the Charduni. Do they want, you know, this kind of exposure yeah. to the outside world and all that? Uh, yeah. um, now, in my meta plot, yeah. in my meta plot, my personal headcanon is that there is some kind of permanent magic gate between Chardune and the Chardini Empire in Termana. Oh, like a teleportation circle type. Like a teleportation yeah. circle kind of thing, yeah. Um, now, 3.5 didn't have teleportation circles, and the introduction of teleportation circles in 5th edition is, like, there aren't permanent circles all over Galesbed. Right. Like, at all. Yeah, this um, is a new thing. They haven't been made yet. It's a new right. thing. I mean, it, it's like, like, AB 150, some wizard in in the phylactric vault discovers the spell. Yeah. Like, nobody knows it. Um, well, so and it's new and... Going back to the Sloretians, they had but technology... Yeah, that could do it so it could be that that wizard was like i'm dissecting this gate and figured it yeah. out that way because the Thracians had teleportation gates right so i imagine and, and and again this is my personal thing that there is some kind of permanent teleportation gate thing transportation ability between this country in western galsbad yeah and then the uh empire that's in the south east or, or east coast of termana which is southeast thousands of miles southeast of gelsbad so opposite ends of their respective continents and three thousand miles between them or more depending on whose map you're looking at um they've got to talk and i can't imagine just sending spells so i think they have some kind of teleportation thing but that's that's again 100% my head canon and I just do it for convenience sake because I imagine they send resources back and forth because who else are they going to trade with right tenuous alignment with Calastia and that's it and maybe some merchants were just groovy enough to be like we'll give you you know apples for Derek Kane for oil. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends. They're just like, yeah, I mean, all we have are these fucking serpent 
vine melons, melons. I will absolutely get apples from you. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can't imagine. Yeah, because the, the Arakeen, that's that continent, or not continent, that country to north. And Arakeen's got its own messed up stuff, which we'll get to in some future episode. Because um, they're not exactly, they don't have their shit together either. Um, but, yeah, so. Right there. There's not much else going on. Yeah. So that's what I, that's my headcanon, is that they've got some kind of permanent thing with the Chargoonie Empire in Termona. Um, at, at minimum, I'm sure they chat. Yeah. Even, even even outside a permanent gate, I'm sure they have some kind of magical sending thing. Because they're all clerics, and, you know, high-level clerics can do that shit. <laughs> so, I'm sure the, the... What's his title? Lord High Priest and First Minister has chatsies with the one in white. Anyway, or, or, his, or his major peeps. So I think I've exhausted this. Is there anything else? I missed? Oh, uh, the one thing I was going to mention was the uh, the scepters. Um, so they have the oh. uh, the armed forces of Chardunhe, um is composed of twelve scepters of about twenty one thousand mm-hmm. soldiers. Uh, they're they're scattered throughout the country, but each one has a point. Like each each scepter has a. Um, an assignment essentially and it yeah, says there yeah, are 12 yeah. but it only lists five and i think it's because those five are like these are these this is your job like yeah. as the golden scepter um they originally composed of the soldiers who survived the divine war uh they are garrisoned so, in the city of dune so th- that's an interesting thing so so if originally they were mostly humans and these are the guys who survived right that means they're over 150 years old you figured they had to be at least Right. 18 when they served so these and, these are 107 year old people and that could be a good like chunk of why they were like this makes no sense we're gonna make them dwarves well, <laughs> or they could have been necromancers that's also they're all fair liches. Yeah. <laughs> they're all liches. but um like either they were liches or they're dwarves yeah. which makes more sense yeah um because dwarves live to be three four five hundred years old yeah so uh i think the dwarves maps <laughs> and he does talk about so the uh the adamant not the adamantine but the adamant scepter is essentially the naval power um they guard urtic which is that on the map it doesn't make as much sense because they're guarding urtic but urtic isn't actually on the coast in the map it's like inland a bit so maybe um the one that's on screen (laughs) the one that still calls it dunahe dunahe Oh, oh, uh, oh, this map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's on the Infernal Gulf, which is interesting because it's in that inlet. Right. Um, so you'd think the north end would have better ports, but I think the north end is not is not accessible because it's all cliffy. It's all... That makes sense. You know, yeah. Jagged rock line. Yeah, if you've um, ever seen the Cliffs of Moore from Ireland, you don't go up and just, like, park your boat yeah. and unload stuff there. That doesn't happen. Yeah, so, so this port still has to navigate through part of Infernal Gulf. Yeah. You know, just the very western end of it, but still. Yeah, and I'm assuming if you went west, it would be better than getting near the burning swamp with your wooden boat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If you went further east from from that port, is not a thing. But yeah, you're looking at to maps and things like that. So yeah, those all those locations are. And you were talking about the uh, the slaves that they send into the burning swamp. Um, Those are guarded by the flaming scepter. 
the among exactly. the unluckiest of the scepters. <laughs> they are guarded we with. We get to go in the swamp and fight off. Right. They're gar- yes. they're charged with guarding the slaves. So not only like do they have to prevent monsters from eating the people who are getting the oil, but what a shitty job to begin with. You're going in and like shit might explode. You can't smoke and your you pipe. Can't, you can't. <laughs> you can't kill the 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 serpent vines because they're making the food. So you're just right. beat them back without actually harming them. Just sort of like. Yeah, and there's like, you know, in movies, (laughs) in movies where like the vines are coming in trying to get you, everyone always has a flamethrower, right? So they're like, they're out there with the flamethrower and it doesn't kill the plant, it just drives it back. You don't do that in the burning swamp because it'll blow up. (laughs) Blow up. (laughs) How do you hold back the serpent vine? I mean, I mean, just imagine like, you know, how you grow tomato plants and you have those stalks. Yeah. And you, like, stick those in for, like, the baby serpent vine. I'm sure it works when they're little. But as soon as they get big enough and can start moving around on their own, they're just going to, like, break the little stalks and, yeah. I don't know, throw them back at you or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. Like, I, I don't want to farm yeah. sentient killer plants that will choke me and right. eat me. And Better just get the me. apples from Derek King. <laughs> So then, so then there's the lead scepter. Um, they're the they're yeah. responsible for maintaining the mining operators, and it says here in the northern Badlands. So that kind of that might help understand where those minings. Uh, if anyone's ever been to the Badlands in like South Dakota, um, they're not so much rolling hills. There are some like areas that are like raised, but a lot of it is like um, it's not completely flat. Right. Right. Um, more like those like broken canyons, not like we're not talking like Grand Canyon size, but just like no, no. small canyons um, that go down. I could totally see like the dwarves are down in there mining down into that ground. And well, the dwarves are are, are not mining; they're right, right, right. In charge telling of their mining. slaves yeah. right to telling mine in there. Mine. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the final scepter listed is the bone scepter, which patrols the length of the wall of bones um yeah which you know that's that's the what do they call the game of thrones the uh the black something (laughs) oh man it's not it's not coming to mind all i can remember is uh you know nothing john snow so i am currently john snow um of the scepters i feel like this is the one you want to be in because you're just like i just hang out over here you know like on this wall of bone right I just remember like that kind of sleeping thing, so. on the wall and like turning over in the middle of the night and opening your eyes and looking at a skull. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll, yeah, no, not pleasant. And what do they use as mortar between the mortar? mortar right. Between the, well, uh, see, it just lends to the that idea that there's like necromancy involved where they're just like, just okay, you hang on to you. And the skeletons yeah. are just like, okay. Yeah. And just go to sleep until we need you. Good yeah. job. So I, I just imagine, like, the whole thing with, I don't know, giant walking wall of undeadness. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, uh, a three, a, th- a third edition of 3.5 monster that was essentially like a wall of bones. It was an animated, but it was a lot smaller. It was like... You would think. Yeah. yeah it's not 80 it, it miles was, long. It was kind of like the spell, wall of fire. It was like that, that mm-hmm. width instead of um, miles well, it's still like a hundred. Wall of fire can get a hundred feet long if you're high enough. Level. Right. 
Alright, so looking at the legend here. Whoop. Like that wall is what, over a hundred miles long? I estimated eighty based on my Yeah. My legend on my map. <laughs> Which is not an accurate map, by the way. This one is better. Um and this one has so I think it's still about yeah, 80, 80, 80 to 100 miles of bones. 80, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's so many bones. Beach to beach. That's a lot of bones. And the thing, and what gets me is, you know, not a thousand miles away, you've got the Mounds of Man, which is also a giant pile of bones that, you know, that they've built in little hills. Right. So, so those are more zombies, I think. <laughs> Literally, mounds of men. Um, <laughs> but this whole zone, this whole coast, and we'll talk about it on the later with Hollow Faust, is like necromancy. Central. Oh yeah, I love it over here. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I would not be surprised if they just went out into various battlefields throughout the West Coast and just ordered the dead to walk and just to come follow me and there's like right. they got to the border like i'll lie down <laughs> right everyone hug good job yes and <laughs> brought the undead in they didn't actually carry them in so but yeah yeah and and how many died in the accrued and for there to be this much right material. right yeah and presumably anybody who dies, who's died in this country since they started building that, they've just, you know, oh, you're convenient Check them in there, right? Um, Especially yeah. the slaves. Yeah first, yeah, first we turn you into Tartan Slain, and then we, when you've kind of done your job, we take what's left of you and throw you into the wall. Right. Oh, okay, I'm getting creeped out, so... <laughs> and we want to move on another topic, right? I mean, can you imagine so... the fact that there might just be slaves that are like... Their whole point is to breed to make more skeletons for the wall? That's pretty fucked up pretty fucked up anyway on that happy note on that happy note so if you're watching live what we're going to do is take a really short break and come back and talk about lokiel if you're not watching live watch the next episode which will go live at the same time as this one um because we are ending this technical episode here sarah go ahead and introduce yourself try to make quick this is about when people stop watching and then uh, Sarah Stewart wrote this book, Vigilant, Three Shadows of Dreams with One, um, Book of Scarred Lands, also knows a lot about the Scarred Lands, just my camera, good job. Um, and uh, I have a bunch of stuff on drive through RPG uh, for the Scarred Lands, including um, a bunch of stuff about pirates. Um, so check it out. Yeah. drive through and my website is more like this, industries.com. Yay. And if you're watching on YouTube, scroll down to the links. Yay. And I am Jeremy Hochhalter. I am the host here on tw- uh, this here channel on Twitch. Um, you can find me on Twitter at WHPubs, on Facebook at WH Publications. You can go to WHPublications.com and see all of the stuff that I have published over on uh, DMs Guild and... What's the other one? Drive through RPG. RPG. <laughs> There's so many places. Um, stay tuned. We're gonna kick over to a shorter chat about Lokil. Um, 
it didn't really well we'll talk about that when we get there and if you're not watching live then we will see you next time bye everybody bye.